On August 4, a devastating explosion hit Beirut. Many people lost their lives and many more were injured and left homeless. Because of partners like Canadian churches, we were able to open our guest house, serve them, show them the love of Christ, and reach out to many more through local churches. One of the families we are helping is Darin, a single mom for three boys. Her youngest is Jad, has severe autism and he's on a wheelchair. Um, as he was on the balcony during the blast, uh, the pressure threw him off and he, ha he grabbed with his hands on the balcony's ledge. His mom, as she stood up, was scared, ran and saved him. Uh, he was miraculously uh, saved. We had visited them um, and she couldn't believe uh, that uh, there are people who are willing to listen and pray with them and love them. Um, we had helped fix their house, but most importantly, she experienced the love of God. One day, as we had has helped uh, uh, Jad go to a special school, uh, he was dealing with his trauma. Um, uh, the mom locked herself outside the house one day and uh, uh, the door had shut. As she was waiting for Jad to come from school, he had the key. Uh, we, we did the visit on the stairs and I asked her, I said, Darin, what would you like to pray to God? And she said, I want him to fill me with his love. Uh, I want the thing that you guys have and she accepted Jesus in her heart right there on the stairs with the neighbors going up and down the stairs and it was an amazing time and they said these are the happiest days of their lives. Uh, we praise God for what, he, for what he is doing in this family's life. The next day after the blast, we decided to open our buildings for people affected by the explosion. We prepared all the rooms, assigned a phone number for people to contact us on and put an announcement on social media. People who stayed at ABTS lost their homes, and many of them were heavily injured. We provided accommodation, all necessities, including hygiene kits, and clothing, and three meals a day. We had a medical team that checked on them on a daily basis. We had another team that regularly visited them, listened to their fears, prayed for them, and provided counseling support for those who were traumatized, especially kids. Later, we helped these families in moving out by renting apartments for them or renovating their homes. We also bought them some home appliances and some furniture in order to continue their life. As you can see, the blast was devastating in Lebanon, but we're thankful that so many people have responded, prompted by God to help bring some restoration and some healing to people in Beirut. We're thankful for partners like Canadian Baptists who have come alongside us CBM partners with LSESD, the Lebanese Society for Education and Social Development, of which ABTS is one of the family of ministries. There are many responses to the blast uh, supported by CBM. This is only one example of our response. Thank you so much. This December, one of the CBM partners in Congo the community of Baptist churches in Central Africa, CBCA, have been ordaining ministers, new pastors. In one month, they ordained 81 pastors, young people who are committed to serve God. We know Congo has been a place of conflict, Ebola, and now this time, uh, COVID-19 like elsewhere in the world but the church is still committed the second story is about another denomination in the DRC Congo 
this is a new CBN partner, the community of Baptist churches in Eastern Congo. This denomination has been in conflict for the last 21 years. Two main ethnic groups were not able to agree how to share the leadership positions. Then it has been the reason to split for the last 21 years. Those leaders approached CBM and they asked if CBM can approach them or accompany them to work through the unity and reconciliation and bringing both two groups together to work together, to worship together and living together. So our colleague Gato Munyamasoko, who is a CBM Peace and Reconciliation Specialist for Africa, agreed, accepted with passion to join that denomination. For the last 12 months, Reverend Gato has been training the staff from the office, uh, the executive leaders, uh, the teachers and pastors about the modules of peace and reconciliation with very important topics like uh, celebrating our differences, conflict management, repentance and others. We have been hearing feedback from the leaders and those different uh, groups of trainees get, saying that they are ready to work together, they are ready to come together again, they are ready to work together as a community and witnessing again the unity as a church. There are still work to do, but we see already God is at work convincing those people from different ethnic groups that for the sake of the kingdom, they need to come together to witness that the cross can unite them, the cross can bring them together as they live in Shalom. March and April is the summer holiday of the school and the students went back to um, their hometown. In most of them, 50% of the students are back to Myanmar. And then in April come the new school term. Unfortunately, at that time, the pandemic also started. Because of that, the border of Thailand and Myanmar are closed. And so the students are stuck in their hometown and they cannot return to the school to study. A lot of them are located in the mountainous region. In Myanmar. In Myanmar. And they don't have electricity. They don't have stable Wi-Fi internet. So it is really hard for them. And they only have a cell phone to go online to study. So it is really hard for them to study. Some students already started thinking they're going to quit this semester and wait until the COVID over and back to school to learn. Well, at that time, we sent our prayer letter to all the churches in the region and asked them, so pray for us and pray for these uh, students. And most of the church's pastors are, are, are our alumni. So they responded very positively. Yeah, they were saying that, well, why don't you send them to our location? We are in the city. We have stable internet, mm -hmm. we have electricity, and we can even feed them and let them sleep in our, uh, our, our church so that they have to no worry about uh, studying. It's really people seeing the hope at that time. Yeah, and then we're really thankful that these alumni are willing to step up and help 
the younger younger student. So now they are all located in different location, and then they in the mid morning they can gather together and learn and go online, and they can focus on studying. During this very difficult time, now we can see the God in control. Yeah, we really praise the Lord for that. Praise the Lord. Greetings from Bruno and Kathleen Susi, serving Canadian Baptist churches and our partners in Latin America and the Caribbean. We have been privileged to work with dynamic, faithful leaders and evolving future leaders. Seeing God at work in their lives and ministry in their community gives us hope. These are people who use their God-given gifts, often developed in difficult situations, and have the courage to step into life and are living God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Gladys Ortiz is the president of the Association of Baptist Churches in El Salvador. She's a pastor, an educator, and a master's student. She has a vision and personal mission to be an instrument of God in the development of leaders and members of Baptist churches in El Salvador, providing encouragement and training to church leaders through programs that improve the competence of volunteers, gives leaders tools to strengthen Christian and theological education, and develop ministries that respond to the priority issues in churches and communities. Gladys says, God called me with a purpose, and everything is part of a process that he carries out for his glory. This has helped me to keep my dream alive of creating a ministerial programming initiative which promotes Christian education and social action of the Baptist churches in El Salvador. Gladys is actively engaged in developing young leaders. A priority for her is to preach a gospel of love in action, sharing and serving where God has placed each person. Gladys's counsel to young leaders includes nurturing creativity, living in God's grace, and teaching that grace to others, growing through mistakes, promoting team, teamwork, and building trust. We've seen Gladys build unity among the Baptist churches in El Salvador and foster a culture that is moving the church outside its walls and into the community. Today, the pandemic has afforded many opportunities for the church to love and serve their neighbors, including those they do not know or have little in common with. They do this by providing food, medicine, soap, masks, and most of all, their time and their presence. This venture into the community has brought the church into collaboration and engagement with local authorities and community leaders to work out how best to support their communities. So we thank God and our Canadian partners for the privilege of engaging with and learning from our Southern partners. We pray that you will be blessed in all your ministry investments, both locally and globally. Let's pray together. Our God, we thank you for this world which you have created, the world that you love this world which you have redeemed at great cost through the gift of your Son. We thank you, Lord, for Jesus and the full, abundant, never-ending life that we can experience in him. We thank you, Lord, that you loved the world so much you sent your Son. We acknowledge today that this world is broken and weary under the weight of COVID-19, injustice, poverty, and conflict. We thank you, Lord, that in the midst of this brokenness and weariness, we can rejoice because in Christ, you are making all things new. 
The light does indeed shine in the darkness, and the darkness cannot overcome it. In this world we will have trouble, but we take heart because you have overcome the world. Today, Lord, we pray for your church, your church here in Canada. May you continue to show each local church how best to reflect the light of Christ in their village, town, or city. Empower us, Lord, and strengthen us by your spirit, we pray. Give us hearts for the poor, the broken, the marginalized, the other. And Lord, what we pray for the church here in Canada, we pray also for the church around the world. We thank you for these exciting stories of hope we've just heard from our global partners. Continue to strengthen them and empower them as we walk side by side in partnership. Lord, we thank you that all over the world your gospel is growing and bearing fruit. Lord Jesus, we need you. Fill us anew with your presence and the power of your Holy Spirit. We pray together now, Lord, as you taught us to pray, saying, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts. As we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation. But deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, power, and glory. Thank you again for joining in this service today. Your partnership with CBM is deeply valued, and we look forward to continuing our shared ministry together. And now, brothers and sisters, as God's people, let us go forward not with resignation and despair over the things that have been lost, but with full confidence that God holds the future in His hands and He is faithful in all things. In a world of deep despair and hopelessness, may you go forward rejoicing as God's mission people, bearers of His hope, grace, and peace in the midst of brokenness. Amen. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year.
Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year from Kathleen, Edward, Marin, and Nate. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year! Merry Christmas! Well, how fitting it is for us today as Jesus Witnesses of Stanley Park Baptist Church to begin this brand new year by proclaiming the Lord's death until Jesus comes again by partaking of the Lord's Supper together. Today, as we partake of these elements, we remember, honor, cherish, and proclaim Christ's ultimate suffering and sacrifice for us, for our sin, as he humbled himself and became obedient to death even death on a cross. With these things in mind, let us prepare our hearts in a prayer of confession. Our Father in heaven, Lord, we come to you and we confess that our sin runs deep, that we have sinned against you, Lord, we have done things you have forbidden and failed to do things you've required. We have not given you the worth that you were due. We have fallen short of your glory, Lord. Have mercy on us, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion. Blot out our transgressions. Forgive us. Wash away all our iniquity and cleanse us from our sin. Create in us a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within us. And it is in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. In obedience of Jesus' command, we are now going to participate in the Lord's Supper, in his body that was given, represented by the bread that we will partake, and his blood shed for our sins on the cross, represented by the juice that we will drink together in a moment. So I would invite you to get these elements prepared at home, and then we will proceed with the words of institution. To its blessing and fellowship, 
all disciples of the Lord Jesus who have repented of their sins and are following him in newness of life by the Spirit may come and partake. This is not our table, but the table of our Lord. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body that is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. I would now encourage you participating at home to return a prayer, either aloud or in the quietness of your heart, thanking God for the bread symbolizing the body of Christ given for us. Let us pray. Together, let us eat this bread in remembrance of Jesus' sacrifice for us. In the same way, Jesus took the cup also after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us once again uh, return a prayer of thanksgiving for the cup, symbolizing the, the blood of Jesus that was shed for our sins. I would encourage you just to say a prayer of thanks now in the quietness of your heart. Jesus said, This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Now let us drink this in remembrance of Jesus' blood that was shed for us and be thankful. Now just let me pronounce the Lord's blessing. This is taken from Revelation 1, verses 5 and 6 to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and has made us to be a kingdom and priests to serve his God and Father, to him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you.